Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the Word of God concerning something I believe we need to start flipping around. Hey, a lot of us, we're in quarantine, but guess what? Today, we're going to go on the war path. Right now, we're going on the offensive. And we're going to quarantine the enemy. Come on now. We're going to quarantine the enemy. Now, listen. For those that know Love Life, we don't play around. We don't get all religious goofy-oofy with you. We don't play fake. We're going to give you life. This word is relevant right now. And the truths in God's word will, if you allow them to, they can bring deliverance, healing, hope, set you free. God's word is life. And the Lord Jesus even proclaimed, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I need some abundant life right now. And Jesus came to give that to me, and I'm going to choose today to receive it, and I know you are too. So let's get in this word, and let's experience the impact of quarantining the enemy, because he's about to be shut down. I like how the, the song we just sang, how the darkness bows to him. The darkness is going to bow. The darkness will bow. And I know it can be dark out there. And I know, man, I know, I know, because we have, you open up any, any page, they got this little, they're going to show you how many people are sick and how many people are dying. And that's what they're going to do every single day. They got this little thing, you know, flipping in front of us, showing all the, all the terrible news of sickness and death. And I want to remind you that sickness and death does not come from God. Sickness and death has nothing to do with Jesus. That's what the enemy does. Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus came to give life, not death. I need you to press in for life. If you're battling sickness, I'm going to pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, I believe, stretch forth your hands to me right now. In the name of Jesus, I come in agreement with my brother or sister out there that is dealing with a battle of this sickness. And just as a centurion asked Jesus to heal his servant, and he told Jesus, you don't have to go to my house. You just need to speak the word. In the name of Jesus, I speak the word of health over your body. I command that sickness to die. I speak forth life and health to your body and your immune system to rise up and to overcome. And we come in agreement with you for that healing, restoration of body. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I believe that. I believe with my whole heart. The Lord has healed me so many different areas in my life. So many hundreds and hundreds of people that have been a part of love life, that are part of love life, have been healed of all kinds of sickness and diseases. I've been out on the missions field and I have seen every, everything be healed. I have not seen anyone raised from the dead yet. 
but I've seen everything else. I've seen the blind eyes open. I've seen the lame walk. I've seen the deaf talk. I have, I've been a part of that. I've seen it. And I know God is a miracle working God. You just got to believe. Please believe in him. He loves you so much. And in that love, just as I love my boys, I love my family, I hate when they are feeling bad. I hate when they're not feeling good. When they are dealing with sickness, no matter how light or how strong, it just doesn't matter. I hate to see it on them. And I'm going to tell you, that's the love of their papa to them. God loves far greater than I could ever love over my kids and my wife. Far greater. And I know his heart. I know his desire, his will, is for them to be healed and whole, just as mine is. So believe that. Believe that, okay? So we're going to keep moving on in this word, and I'm telling you, it is going to bring impact. You know, I was looking at the garden at my house, and the reason why I went out to look at my garden is because I got a text from Jesus. No, I didn't get a text from Jesus. I got a text from Jesus. He's someone that goes to our church. And he was texting me, and he showed me a picture of his grapevines. And they're just growing big time. And I thought, you know, I haven't been outside to look at my grapevines. So I went out there and looked at them, and oh, my gosh, they are growing. Jesus, I'm telling you, we're going to have a massive harvest of grapes this year. But anyway, what I realized is this. There can be darkness there can be a time where everything is looking, ah, but life is growing. The plants aren't stopping. Everything continues to grow. And that's what I want you to understand. We got to continue to grow. Don't shut down. Don't quit. Let's grow and let's continue to grow. And even though we're apart from one another, even though this is a distant connection right now, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is you're hearing the word of God. Now let's put this word to action. Let's, let's experience the living word of God for our lives today. And let's quarantine the enemy. Let's do this together. Okay, we're going to. Listen, we're going to put darkness in a box where it belongs. And we're going to get out in the light. That's for sure. Psalms 119 Verse 130, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The entrance of your words gives light. The word of God entering in will bring light to you. You, you might be feeling a little dark. I get it. Things might be looking a little bleak out there. They're, they're like, ah, where's the end? I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Get the word of God working in your life. It will bring forth light. Light always. Light always dispels darkness. Remember, the first thing God said is, let there be light. And there was light, and he saw that it is good. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 
God said, let there be light. And that's what I believe we need to recognize for us right now. We need to start speaking in our lives, over our lives, over our loved ones, over our whole, our whole city, our state, our nation. Let there be light. And let's dispel this darkness. Let's get it out of here. You know, um, when you go to a hotel you've never been to before, or you, you go to a, a relative's house and you're sleeping in a room you're, you're not used to, and you get up in the middle of the night, and you know how that is, is, you know, I've been in hotels where I've ran my face right into a wall because I didn't know the, I didn't know the layout. And I, I, you know, I gotta use the restroom in the middle of the night sometimes, and, and you know, you're out there walking, bam! It, it, there was a time when, I, I, I don't really like talking about this because it's very embarrassing and stupid, but anyway, this sanctuary gets real dark. When all the lights are out, you can't see anything. And I was walking through the sanctuary with no lights on. And I thought I could feel my way through the sanctuary. And I believed I was through it until I hit one chair that was sticking out. I cracked my ribs. Do you believe that? I flipped over that chair and literally cracked two ribs. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm in church. I'm walking through a dark sanctuary and I cracked two ribs. That's, ah, that's crazy. But that's what happened. I should have had a little light on. You know, a little light is all you need. Let me help you see this in analogy here. A little parable here. Here we go. I got a little light on me right now. Everything else is dark. Well, it's not dark everywhere else. I'm hoping that he makes it dark everywhere else. And that would be awesome. And now it's dark. But in this picture, I want you to see something. Because right now, I've got light on me. See, I believe that this is within every, peop every person that's following Jesus right now. You have a light within you. And that light's upon you. But you know what? There comes a time when darkness comes. And what I mean by that is something that's not a normal everyday action of life where the light is in us, but where a dark heaviness comes upon us like this right now, this coronavirus that we're dealing with. It's a dark. It's a, we didn't choose this. We didn't ask for it. We didn't say, please give it to us as well. It's come upon us. And this darkness is an enemy. And it's attacking us. And I believe the word of God is very clear concerning darkness. Not in a positive way, but in a negative way. And how light will overcome and defeat darkness. And that's what I want you to understand is right now you might have this light going on, but when it comes to battle time, I want you to read this scripture with me if I can see it in this darkness. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 29 and 30. It says, for you are a lamp, O Lord. Boom! For you are a lamp, O Lord. All of a sudden, this little light has become a whole lot brighter. And in the darkness, 
Where'd it go? It's flee from me. It ran away because darkness cannot overcome light. It says, you are my lamp, O Lord, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. For by you, I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. He was saying, I am going to have victory in the midst of this struggle. I am going to have everything necessary for success. Because why? The light of God is upon me. Amen. Isn't that good? I, I, you know, he could turn the lights back on. There we go. Hopefully my light guy's not sleeping back there. All right, let's move on. Light is so awesome in how it works. Because the Bible shows us the power of light. But also, did you know when light works the best? Light works the best when it's the darkest. I'll say that again. Light works the best when it's in the greatest darkness. Light wins. Light will always win. That's what I need you to see. God is wanting you to recognize that in the midst of this darkness, there is going to be light. Let me turn this off. God brings true light. Light casts out fear. Light casts out worry. Light casts out anxiety. Light will cast out bondage. Light will bring in healing. Light will bring in restoration. How do I know that? Because of what God says about light. Jesus is the light of the world. And the light comes from the word of God, by the way. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. The word, the word, Jesus, is the light. The word is the light. And we need this. We need to understand this. David gives us a beautiful picture on this. And he's going to show us some answers, too, how to, how to quarantine the darkness. In Psalms 143.3, 143.3, it says this. The enemy has pursued me. He has ground my life into dirt. He has made me live in dark places like those who have died long ago. Verse 4. That is why I begin to lose hope and my heart is in a state of shock. He says, when I got defeated by the enemy, the enemy's got me literally crushed to the ground. I'm in a dark, dark place. I'm starting to lose hope. I'm starting to lose hope. I'm becoming paralyzed with fear. Now, this is King David. He's saying, listen, I've had battles where I looked around and it was hard to find light. But there's always going to be an answer. There's always going to be the answer to the problem. God will show the issue, the, the challenges, the different things that we deal with in life. But he's always going to bring an answer to that. Always. Every problem has an answer. Every problem. Whatever you're going through right now, I need you to know that. God has an answer for you. 
You might not even know him. You might not know Jesus. You might have, you might have just ran away from this church thing. You know what? I've been doing this for a while now, over 35 years. And I can tell you right now, I would have ran away from this church stuff too. Some of this religious garbage, I mean, it ain't worth going to. But it isn't every church. There are some churches out there, some that are teaching love, grace, teaching the word of God, not blaming God or, or making God as the one that'll kick you out or kill you or add sickness and disease to your life. No, 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 no. We're teaching a Bible God, this Bible. This picture of Jesus who said, I only do what the Father shows me. I only say what the Father says. I only, I only act the way the Father acts. And you can see in the Gospels, my friends, Jesus never giving anyone sickness or disease. Never. He's never saying to someone, you need this disease, you need this sickness, because God's going to teach you. Never. He heals all. He heals all. And that's what the Bible wants you to understand about the Father. Because Jesus, according to his words, and I don't think he lies to you, just like he said to Thomas. Thomas, he who sees me sees the Father. He who sees me sees the Father. I only do what the Father on what the Father has me do. We see in Jesus, we've seen grace. We've seen a God that just was so loving toward the unlovely. And the only people, the only people that created that righteous anger in Jesus and the Father was the religious, the religious ones. The ones that love to blame God for everything. Excuse it away that this is God doing. Nope. Sorry, my friend. Jesus follows the Father. And the Father is not a life destroyer. He's not a stealer. He's not a killer. Nope. He's a life giver. He is a life giver. He sent Jesus because of his great love in which he loved us. Jesus died for us. Amen? In the midst of our sins. Gosh, what an awesome God we serve. Not the religious one, the real one. The real one that you need to know, that you need to find out about. And guess what? That's when you look at it and go, yeah, you know what? This is different. This isn't like the church I remember or the church I heard. This is different. Yes, it is. And this Bible is different than a lot of those religious places. You're going to find life today, amen? You're going to find life. So King David said what? He says, I'm just in a dark place. But here comes the answer. This is how David quarantines the enemy. Psalms 143, the next verse, verses 5 and 6. He says this. I remember days long ago. I remember the days long ago. I reflect on all that you have done. I carefully consider what your hands have made. I stretch out my hands to you in prayer. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you. David gives us three keys 
Three keys to paralyze, to get in a position where we're defeating darkness and quarantining it away from us. For it not to have any effect against us any longer. We're locking this box up and we're throwing away the key. Come on. That's what we're going to do. So let's look at what David does. He says, I remember God's goodness. Key number one. I remember God's goodness. He says, I remember the glorious miracles you did in days long ago. I remember the glorious miracles, the days you did long ago. What's he saying? He's saying, I read the Bible. I seen the stories. I've heard the stories. My mama and papa told me about the stories. I remember the stories. Listen, this is what we have. We have the stories of God working, God moving. We're, we have the stories of seeing Jesus on this earth. We've got the stories, the miracles, the signs and wonders of days of old. And I'm going to what? Remember. I'm going to remember. Are you going to remember? Come on now. I'm remembering. I'm remembering. I'm remembering what God has done. I'm remembering the stories that, that I've taught for so many years. As a pastor, I've ministered the word of life to thousands. And I'm telling you, it does what it's supposed to do. It brings light in darkness. It heals, it restores, it sets free. It gives life and life more abundantly. Watching people come to Jesus and, and, and be a part of the family of God. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Oh my goodness, this is awesome. So David, talking about how he remembers reading about God's deliverance, how God delivered his people. We must look at the word of God as well. God delivers. God sets free. God heals. God restores. That's what he does. That's who he is. And that's what I want you to know that you know that you know about the father that we serve. Our Lord Jesus came on this earth to reveal the truth. And the truth is, is we are life givers. We are life givers. Praise God for that. So he said, I'm going to remember. Now, what's remembering? Well, remembering is tied to memories. And you know, memories can be good or they can be bad. We all have memories. And Guess what? Those memories are there and they're not leaving. And I know there are many of you, all of us, that have bad memories, but also we have good memories. And that's the key to understanding about how to have victory during this dark time. Research the good memory. Forget the old don't worry about it. Don't, don't allow the old memories come up to play right now. You go back and research the good memories. Listen, David said the same thing. He said, I looked back and searched the goodness of God. You know Israel did a whole lot of bad before David came. I mean, listen, you can read about the judges and see all kinds of nasty you can see all kinds of messes in the past, but he didn't look to that. He looked to the good things. He looked to the healings, the deliverance, God setting people free. He brought forth 
remembrance, memories of those powerful moments to be able to bring light in a time of darkness. You've got to remember that's key number one. Amen? Psalms 143.5 continues and says, I will reflect on what you have done. I will reflect on what you have done. Now, the word reflect is, it's actually the Hebrew word meditate. Haga, haga. And that word literally means to, to muse or to mutter. And every one of us, I'm probably a lot of you are really good meditators in the Hebrew and what it means is to mutter. Speak under your breath. You ever went, oh man, I don't know about you. You're just, oh man, I don't know. And you mutter, you muse. And see what the language is saying is, is we need to meditate. Not, we don't have to speak it out loud, but in the times when we need to speak it, we need to be able to Get it under our breath and speak it. God is a God of deliverance. God sets me free. Why? Because sometimes, you know, you might be in a, a place where people are around. And you need God to do something. You need God happening in your life right now. Well, you don't have to sit there and go, Jesus, help me get in line at Costco where it doesn't last three hours. No. You can, under your breath, so you look all weird. Lord God, this three-hour thing sucks. I need someone to give me cuts. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Either way is, is the meditating is something that we need to be part of because this is what David did. He says, it's time I need to start meditating on this word. I need to meditate. So the key number two is I'll meditate on God's word. Joshua was told this by God before entering into his promised land, the promised land that God already gave them that had enemies in it. That's right. There's going to be enemies always trying to block you from God's word, God's promises. They're always going to be there. But our responsibility, according to what God said, he says, number one, you got to be strong. Number two is you got to have courage. Be strong and courageous. But this next part is something that Joshua is doing, and it's meditation. In Joshua 1, verse 8, it says this. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder, meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. I like the New King James Version. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Meditating on God's word is going to bring not only light within yourself, but light out in your vision. That spotlight of God's word is going to press out because right now what's happening is, is we've got the light of God in us. We got the light of God upon us. But now with the word of God, we'll start having the light in our vision. We'll start recognizing that my sight has been clouded by darkness. But now with God's word entering into my mind, being meditated upon, all of a sudden the darkness starts spreading away. I start seeing light come forth. And now it doesn't look dark like it used to look. 
Now I see light. Now I see growth. Now I see things expanding. I, I'm starting to see good. And that's when life starts what? You start rising up. Darkness will pull you down. And you all know how darkness has a feeling. Because when you get dark, you start what? You feel the heaviness. When you got light, you what? You feel lighter. Darkness brings heaviness. Light brings lightness. Some of us need to bring in like 30 less pounds of light, right? I'm just saying. You know, I'm, I need to lose some of that darkness too, but we'll bring some light in. Amen? Get a little lighter. That was for you to, you know, get you to laugh a little bit, okay? How many of you, let me, this is a serious question, but Sasha was up giving my addresses for, you know, social media, and she went and spelled my name, Dan McCluskey, M-C-C-L-U-S. Did you do this? L-U-S-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S. I'm just wanting to know, because I did, and that's my last name. I'm just saying. You hear that K-E-Y, S-K-E-Y. I mean, it, it, it took me right to Disneyland. Anyway, whatever. That was for someone out there. I don't know who, but that was for someone out there. Okay, so here we got word of God telling Joshua, get the meditation going. Meditate on this word day and night. Get the word of God rolling around under your tongue. Get the word of God flowing through you. I'm a believer. I am sold out for the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that, I can overcome. I'm a winner. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I, I, I have victory in Christ. God makes all things turn for good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. I love him and I'm called according to his purposes. How do I know? Because I receive Jesus. You might be thinking, well, I haven't been doing much for Jesus. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a choice. But according to him, you need to understand something. You're not in a bench waiting to play. God sees you in action. That's all he's going to look at you in the eyes of you participating. Understand that. God's view is much different than ours. So when God sees you, he's not seeing you sit there and do nothing. He has the great expectation over your life. He's got a hope for you. And he placed you in the body. You might not be moving right now, but his expectation is his great movement. Great movement for you. So I believe that once, I mean, right now we can start moving in ministry. I mean, you don't disengage from being the church. Here at Love Life, we believe this stuff's about Monday. It's not about the building. It's about Monday. Well, this is Monday for everybody. You're at home. You're, you're, you're doing your life at, with your family, with your marriage, with friends, family, whoever. And this is church. This is life. This is where we receive the instruction to be able to strengthen and mature our faith and to give us the ability to have, have insight to God's word for our daily life. But life's being lived right now. Love life's working. Love Life's doing its thing. We're not stopping. And listen, Love Life Church, all of you out there, you need to understand that. that we're not closed. Hey, you, you, people aren't coming in here, but we're not closed. The ministry keeps moving. 
And that's what I want you to do. Start reading. Listen, I know a ton of you. You on social media all the time. Well, start doing what you should be doing and start reaching out. Start telling people about the news, the good news. Start, start ministering from what you're learning here, what you've already received from here. And bring people in. This is a great harvest time. Let's bring people into this family. Bring them in. And listen, what's so awesome about our church, what's so awesome about this opportunity to be online is this. Our family grows and people aren't even going to be in this service, but we're not stopping online. We're not stopping on Facebook. We're not stopping on YouTube. We're going to continue this and we're going to continue this. So those people all over, I mean, all over the nation are watching this program. And I'm believing that they're going to continue to do so and become a part of this family. And one day, either here or in heaven, we're going to hear thousands of testimonies of people saying, I was a part of love life. And you're going to look at them and go, I never saw you. And they're going to say, well, you couldn't have. I lived in Alaska. I lived in South Africa. Or I lived in Egypt. I lived in Israel, wherever. We're going to have a lot of that. We already are having people from all over. So let's start, start believing big. Pray for us. We're here. Pray for us. Pray for your leaders. Come on. We're moving. We're continuing on. And I need you to stand with us and be the vessels of God that you're supposed to be. Start ministering life to people. You're talking to people that I'm not able to. Here you go. Let's encourage. Let's build. Let's get them out of darkness into light, okay? So here it says we've got to meditate on the word of God. Meditate on God's word. Verse 11 in Psalms 77 Let's start in Psalm 77, verse 2. It says, In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. Now, I thought this was very interesting because here David is saying, I'm praying, I'm praying, but man, I am still overwhelmed. I'm still overwhelmed right now. I mean, I'm not dropping my hands. Lord, Lord, Lord. And he's sitting there saying something. In, the, in, in, in what I believe a lot of people are doing. And this is what's so interesting. He says, my soul refused to be comforted. See, I believe what happens is, is we become real religious in our prayers or we become emotional in our prayers. In other words, we're just, ah, God, 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 God. And see, God is waiting for us to believe. Operate in faith. In other words, I don't have to scream to God. I know he's listening to me. That doesn't mean sometimes not, I don't scream. I mean, there are sometimes I do scream. But see, I know he's listening to me. I don't have to scream. I know. I know that I know that I know. When I talk with the Lord, he's talking. He's with me. He's with you. So David's going, I'm crying out, I'm crying out, I'm crying out. But then he changes gear because he then gets to the place of what's the answer for comfort to his, his soul. And it's in verse 11 through 14. He says this, I will remember the works of the Lord. 
Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate. Say meditate. I will meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is the sanctuary. Who is so great a God is our God. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. Look at he goes. He starts building up. I'm going to meditate on the word of God. I'm going to remember God. That, brothers and sisters, that is what lifted his soul and comforted him. Are you hearing this? So we need to what? We need to remember God's goodness. Number two, we need to meditate on God's word. And now, number three, and that's in verse six. Of 143, Psalms 143. I reach out for you. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. He says, I'm going to press into you. I'm thirsting. When you're thirsting, something you want that, you want to get that to, to, to quench your thirst. And that's what David's doing. He's saying, I'm going to remember all your goodness. And he starts remembering the goodness. And then he starts meditating on God's word. My God will deliver me. My God will set me free. I'm an overcomer. I have victory in him. And that's what he's doing. He's, he's building himself up. And then he presses in. And that pressing in is exactly what Paul tells us to do when he's ministering to the church and telling them what is our responsibility for success in, 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 in these times when we have persecution, we have troubles, we have issues coming before us. I mean, in Paul's life, people were being killed because they believed in Jesus. Paul's in prison most of the time writing these words. And what does he say? He says in Philippians 3.13, he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forward. I press in. I reach forward. I press in to the things which are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God through Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. We got to press. We got to reach out. One thing about, I love about Jesus is, is remember the story last week? If you don't, if you don't watch last week's message on YouTube. But Paul, uh, Peter was walking on water in the midst of a storm. Walking on water. And he starts to sink because he gets his eyes off Jesus. And what do we see? We see Jesus right there next to him to grab hold of him. Now, either Jesus, Peter made it close enough, which I don't believe. I believe that Peter was still distant from Jesus when he was looking at the storm. Because if it was right there next to Jesus, I believe it's a not an issue. But see, he was still far away enough to be able to see the effects. And when Peter started going down, Lord, help me, Jesus, boom, right there. I believe that this is, I, this is supernatural. I believe, well, Jesus walking on water is supernatural. But I believe what happened is in that moment, it was no longer I'm a distance from you. In the moment of Peter 
Not drowning, but sinking. Come on now. This is, this, is, this is how you know truth about religion. Religion wants you drowning and barely living, and then God helps you. No, 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 no. Peter sinks, not drowning. And as he sinks, Lord, help me. Boom, Jesus is there and grabs him. Oh, my gosh. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He is awesome. I've experienced that so many times, and I know so many of you have, where Jesus is right there, and he gets hold of you and helps you. There are some times when we're walking through trials and tribulations, and, and, and sometimes we feel distance from the Lord, but I'm going to tell you, he's never distant from you. He's with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's there. But we got to understand, understand this, that God God's heart, God's attitude is for you, not against you. So we see the third thing is, is I will press into God. I will press into God. It's time to press in. It's time for you to press in. It's time to, for you to recognize that we can't just go through life motionless. I know a lot of you are at home, but we can't. We're not created that way. I want you to start getting life going in you. Focus not on the little ticker tape showing death. It's time to start looking at the ticker tape of God's word showing life. It's time to focus in on the goodness of God. It's time to focus in on who you are. You're a believer. You are the light in a dark world. You're the salt of the earth. This is time for you to rise, shine, for the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord has risen in us. And he wants us to show that light. Light dispels darkness. And I'm proclaiming that for every one of you. Let's walk in the light of God's word. Let's walk in the light as he is the light. Because that's the words of Jesus. He says, I am the light. He who lives in me dwells in that light. That's for all of us to understand. Love life the extended family of love life from the north, the south, the east, and the west. This is for you. But also, this information is for the world. It's time. It's time for us that are walking in the light to be the light. Let's impact. Let's influence people in any way we can. If it's over the phone, if it's a tech, text, if it's an email, if it's a chat, however, we have so many different ways with social media. But let's be life givers. Let's builders. Let's don't get caught up in the darkness or the dark conversations where we start putting a blanket over our light and participating in the dark. And we start communicating death and destruction with no hope. That ain't us. And it's not you. Let's bring forth light. Amen. Amen. Let's bring forth light.
started this in the beginning saying there's some of you out there that you tuned in. You don't go to church. You haven't received Jesus as far as being a part of the family of God. I want you to have this opportunity to join the real family, not the religious family, but the real family, the father's family. The believers that have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that are walking in this light, we're not perfect. And by the way, there is no such thing as perfect unless you want to define it as Jesus. That's it. Not on this world. So understand this. We imperfect beings serve a perfect God that lives inside us, that has made us perfect to him. We can't be any better because Jesus did the work and he wants to do the work for you. Can you receive him in your life today? Because that is the great love that God gave you, but you got to receive it. Speak these words and I'll help you and, and get you to go in the direction of receiving Jesus. But actually it's just you going, Jesus, I believe in you, I want you. That's pretty much it. So I'll do this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. And I ask you to come into my life. Jesus, I believe. Come into my life and change me. Set me free and forgive me. Jesus, I believe and I receive. You are my Savior and my Lord, I believe in you. Praise God. Man, thank you for doing that. And you know what? Can you just tap that little thing that says, I received Jesus? And if you, if, if you don't tap it, then email me. Because I got something good for you. I got a little gift for you. And if you want this, listen, I can guarantee you one thing. You send your address with information of me to mail this little pamphlet, this little booklet I made just for you. That's what you're going to get. And I promise you what you won't get. Anything after that. You are not going on a mailing list. You're not going to be bombarded with, we need money. Nothing. I'll send you that booklet. That's all. No strings attached. No, 19.95 with 39.95 shipping and handling. Nothing. I'm telling you right now. These are my words. I speak truth. I'll send it to you, and that's the last time you'll hear of me in the mail. Unless you, you know, want us to write a letter to you or, you know, something like that, then we will. But, I mean, that, you would have to do that. But I'm not putting you on a mailing list. I won't do it. I just won't be that. I've had it done to me many times. I was like going, man, would this church leave me alone? All I do is go to a conference. All of a sudden, I get bombarded with stuff. And, oh, that's so yucky to me. Listen, I'm not going to do it. So it'll be a free gift to you, and that's it. I wrote it for those that received Jesus, and I want to help you in your new decision. Hey, love life, family of love life, extended family of love life, we are the light. I love you. I love you, and I believe in you. Let's do this together.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.